In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I was reading an article uh, a week or so ago in a magazine about this explosion that is going on, this amazing growth in the travel adventure industry. Uh, in that more and more places, this article talked about, uh, more and more times people are booking these adventurous trips to adventurous places to do very adventurous things. Uh, so f- some of the examples the article gave were, were that uh, some families are getting the kids together, sitting off in an airplane so that together as a family they can walk the Great Wall of China. Or the article talked about couples who are heading down to South America to hike Machu Picchu. Or, or young men and women who are heading to California or Hawaii for a, a week or a two-week uh, surf camp uh, spent out on the water. Uh, it used to be, it seems to me, that most of us were just content for like a long weekend at the Dells or Lake Geneva. But, but nowadays, people are looking for adventure. Uh, they're tired of the everyday, mundane, routine life that they're living. They feel trapped by the corporate nine-to-five and their cubicles and windowless offices, and they're bored with staring at the TV every night when they get home from work. And, and more and more people are looking for and willing to spend a whole lot of money on an adventure. Now, I, I don't know if that's you. Uh, maybe you are quite content to live a comfortable, safe life, and that's okay. Uh, But I would guess that most of us, at the very least, have dreamed about a good adventure. Uh, We've thought about what it might look like to live an adventurous life. We've maybe dreamt about leaving everything behind, all of our responsibilities and cares and worries, everything we know to to travel to the other side of the world. Or or maybe our our dreams of adventure are simpler. We just want to go to a new restaurant, or or hike a trail. But I would guess that many of us, even if we know we'll never take it, have dreamt of a good adventure. The the problem is that for most of us, it is quite easy to find a whole lot of excuses not to take that adventure, isn't it? And and much of the time, many of those excuses are valid. Uh, but, But maybe we dream about setting off for the other side of the world and moving to a new place, and then we remember, oh yeah, there's all those bills to pay and those pesky kids to watch, or those grandkids to to babysit for. And we can't just leave those behind for some silly adventure. We have a a mortgage to pay off and a a house to keep up. And and then, of course, there's all the maybe health concerns that we're trying to deal with. And and we don't have time or the ability to go on an adventure like that. We we have so many excuses. And, And I know that's true for me. Uh, about six years ago now, I, I did take an adventure. Uh, my adventure was a marathon. I ran a marathon. I'd always wanted to do it. I'd always dreamed of it. And to me, it was an adventure. It involved challenges and risks. It, it got me out of my comfort zone. Um, uh, in, I think, April of 2012, I ran my first and only, to this point, marathon. But it wasn't the first or the only time that I had signed up for a marathon. Uh, many times before, at least three times, I had signed up to run a marathon. Uh, But every time, as the training started, I found every good excuse not to do it. I would sit down to tie my shoes to go for the run, and then I'd think to myself, you know what, Um, I should probably call Tiffany. I haven't talked to her all day. It's been a long day. She probably wants to hear from me. I'll I'll call her, and if I have time after I run, or after I call her, I'll go for my run. Or, or you know what, my ankle's feeling a little funny today. Don't want to risk it. Don't want to push it. Uh, Better just stay home on the couch. Uh, I've been working hard lately. I deserve a day off. And then that day off would turn into a week off, and the week off would turn into a month off. And pretty soon, that that dream of a marathon was was only a dream. It never actually happened. Uh, We are very good at finding excuses. 
Uh, Well, in in our reading for today from Genesis chapter 12, I think we hear a true, a real-life adventure story, uh, an adventure of a lifetime, one that God calls his servant Abram into. Uh, He calls Abram to leave behind the, the life that he was living and the land that he knew and the family that he loved to move to an unknown place on the other side of the known world. Uh, It was an adventure that would involve some risk. It was an adventure filled with challenges and unknown things, new experiences. Uh, It was an adventure where where God was calling Abram to leave everything behind, to move to this new place, uh, a new land that God said one day he would fill with Abram's offspring and that Abram's offspring would one day become this great nation. And, And in my mind, the story that we read today is kind of the textbook definition of a good adventure. And yet it also seemed to me as I was reading it that if Abram had wanted to, he could have used and thrown out every possible excuse. He had a lot of good excuses not to go on this adventure, didn't he? Uh, First, um, when when God makes this call to him to go on this adventure, uh, Abram is no spring chicken. Uh, He's 75 years old when God says, hey, I want you to leave behind your family that you love and this land that you are comfortable in and this life that you know. I want you to leave all that behind. Abram was 75 years old. Uh, And then there was the problem of Abram's offspring. God said that he would make Abram's offspring into this great nation, that he would fill this new land of Canaan with Abram's descendants. And the the problem was that that Abram and his wife, they didn't have any children. And not only did they not have any children, we actually know that they could not have any children, that Sarah was physically unable to give birth. She was barren. Uh, And then, of course, it it seems as though Abram and his family weren't exactly the kind of family that you would expect to be used by God in this way. We know that uh, Abram's father had brought into their family all sorts of pagan idols and foreign false gods. They they weren't the kind of family that you would expect to see serving on the elders or the board of of directors. They didn't quite seem worthy. Uh, And and so in in every way, Abram had lots of good excuses uh, of why someone else maybe should go on this adventure. He was not ready. He was not able. He was not worthy to do what God had asked him to do. Uh, And yet for God, that seems to be okay. (laughs) And and I think we learn an important lesson that that God works best when he starts with nothing. That that Abram wasn't ready or able or worthy, but God was. And and for God, that was enough. And and the adventure that, that God was calling Abram to kind of had two parts. First, the adventure was that this was going to be an adventurous life of faith. That Abram would have to come to see and believe that that he truly was not able or worthy or ready in and of himself, but that that God was. And the adventure was that Abram was going to have to wake up every morning and put his two feet on the ground trusting in something he could not see. It was a life of faith, putting one foot in front of the other, which with each and every step trusting that God would carry him through and take him to where God wanted him to be. This was an adventurous life of faith that God was calling Abram to. Uh, But the second part of the adventure was that God promised Abram that he would work through him, that that Abram would be his hands and feet in the world, and that Abram would be a blessing to many people, not just his family, not just his eventual descendants, but to the world. God promised that the world would be blessed through Abram. I mean, talk about an adventure, right? And yet, it's, it's that same adventure, brothers and sisters, that I believe that God calls each and every one of us to. And, 
And if you're kind of content and comfortable in your life right now, maybe you're pretending that you don't hear me, but I, I believe that it's true. God has called each of us to, to a very similar adventure as to the one that he called Abram to. As Christians, God calls us to an adventurous life of faith. Like Abram, he calls us to step out day by day, trusting not in ourselves, not in our readiness, not in our abilities, not in our worthiness, but in his. He calls us to believe in something that we can't see. He calls us to trust that he will take us to where he needs us to be. God has called us to an adventurous life of faith. But, but then there's that second part of it, that, that God also wants to work through us. And, and here's where maybe we try to come up with every excuse to throw at God, to say, not me, Lord, right? Uh, uh, God, don't you know my church attendance? It's not quite perfect. Maybe you should find someone else who's a little bit more devoted. Or, or Lord, I, I don't really read the Bible like some other people. There are people who know a whole lot more scripture than I do. Maybe you should ask them. Or, or maybe we think to ourselves, uh, my time has come and passed. It's, it's time for the next generation to step in and do their part. But, but the truth is there are no good excuses, that, that God truly wants to work through all of us, through our, our faltering, stumbling prayers that we offer up for the poor and the weak and the hurting, uh, through our, our stumbling words of the gospel that we try to share with a, a neighbor who is lonely or a family member who is grieving when we don't know what to say. And, and, and so we just say these simple words that we think aren't much, but, but God is working through that, through, through the everyday mundane things that we're doing, like vacuuming the carpet and dusting the furniture and baking cookies for the new neighbor. God is working through us, every single one of us, to be a blessing through the world. That's how it works, God using us as his hands and feet in the world. And, and that is an adventure. Now again, it's, it's not one that we're ready for, so don't wait around until you feel ready because that day will never come. It's, it's not one that you are able to do uh, on your own, and so if you're looking at your life thinking, I can't do this, well, you can't. It's not one that you are worthy of being called into, you're not. Uh, but it is one that you are equipped for. Uh, in our reading for today, before Abram even steps a foot outside of his front door, before he can even say no, God fills Abram up with everything that he needed. Uh, he, he fills Abram up with these beautiful promises. And, and the promises that God makes, in every single one of them, he is the actor of the promise. He is the doer of the promise. He is the fulfiller of the promise. He is promising Abram that he, that God, will do some amazing things for Abram. And these promises are all that Abram will need to go on this adventure. He, God promises that he, that God, will make Abram into a great nation. He promises that he, that God, will bless Abram all along the way. He promises that God, he, will make Abram's name great. And that Abram will be a blessing to the world. God promises that he, that God, will bless those who bless Abram and curse those who are his enemies. See, Abram truly has everything he needs. He's not ready, he's not able, he's not worthy, but he has God's word. He has his promise that God himself will see him through, that God will pull him through by the strength of those promises to get him right where God wanted him to be. And you see, we too, as God's people today, have those same promises. We have a God today who promises to forgive us and love us no matter what. A God who promises to accept us as his children by faith, who has made us his sons and daughters. We have a God who promises to pick us up when we have fallen and to grab a hold of us when we stumble. 
And I know, brothers and sisters, that much of the time, those promises do not feel like enough. <laughs> when the cancer comes and a loved one dies and, and we lose our job, those promises might not feel like enough for us. We might want something more, something real, something tangible. But, but I assure you that the God's word is all that you need. And here's why. You see, this journey we're going on, this adventurous life of faith that God is leading us into, it's not taking us to some physical place on earth like Canaan or Israel or the Middle East. Uh, this adventurous life of faith will take each of us to the very throne of God at the end of our days, uh, hopefully later rather than sooner. But, but one day, each and every one of us will find ourselves at the end of the journey of faith and we will be there face to face with God Almighty, no longer living by faith but living by sight because we'll be in the presence of of our Savior. And when we get there to the very throne of God, there is only one thing that any of us will be able to say to our Savior. None of us will be able to stand there at God's throne and puff out our chests and say, look, God, I did it. I was able. I, I, I was worthy. Look, Lord, at all that I did in this life. Not, none of us will be able to say that before our holy, righteous God. The, the only thing any of us will be able to say as we look up at our Lord is you promised. You promised, God. You, you told me this would happen, and look, Lord, it came true. You promised that although I wasn't able and I wasn't ready and I wasn't worthy, you promised me that you would see me through. You promised that you would pull me through those times when I stumbled and fought. Lord, you promised, and here I am. And those promises that God has made and that are ours in Jesus Christ and which were fulfilled on the cross, those promises will see us through to the end of this adventurous life of faith. But until that day, until that day, hopefully later rather than sooner, until that day, there's one more thing that I know about a good adventure. And that is that every adventure, and you know this if you've been on one, every adventure is, is better with someone else by your side. Don't you find that to be true? I mean, who wants to go on an adventure alone? Uh, I, I know I've talked about it before ad nauseum, but about two years ago now, my wife and I took an adventure out west, uh, living out of our cars and, and campsites and national parks for three weeks as we explored mountains and rivers and valleys. It, in my mind, it was, it was a true adventure, uh, one that I, I look back on fondly. Uh, but, but I know that it was an adventure that I would not have wanted to take by myself. And really, I don't think I could have taken it by myself. There were times when, when I didn't know what to do or where to go, but my wife was there right by my side. Uh, there were times when, when I thought about just heading back home and cutting the trip short, but she was there to encourage me and up uplift me. There were times that I was scared of what was out there, but there she was. Uh, but, but even more than that, I think uh, of the joy that comes on going on an adventure with someone else. And, and two years later now, my wife and I still sometimes will sit around for hours with smiles on our faces, just talking and reminiscing and laughing about this adventure we went on. And, and that's how it is as God's people, as his church, as brothers and sisters in Christ. We are on this adventurous life of faith, not knowing where God will lead us, not, not knowing what the next step, where the next step might bring us. But together, we are walking as God's people in this adventurous life of faith as he uses us to bless the world. And when one of us stumbles, there we are as brothers and sisters to pick the other one up. When we are worried and scared and lonely, we have a whole family that's surrounding us that is there sometimes through words that are stumbling to, to encourage and uplift. And, 
And then what a joy it is to experience this life of faith together. As Christians, we are reminded that we have been set on an adventure by God. And we live a life not by what we see, but a life of faith, trusting in God and where he will lead us, trusting that he will take us there as we bask in the joy of being used by him to bless the world. In Jesus' name, amen.